0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The Rangers' massive turnaround from 2022 to 2023 caught most people off guard, but not me. And on today's show, I'm breaking down the five reasons why that turnaround happened so quickly and why it is absolutely not just a flash in the pan. All that and more on this episode of Locked On Rangers. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Rangers. Your daily Texas Rangers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are locked on to the World Series champion, Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Patrick, a cripplingly addicted Texas Rangers fan covering this team for 10 seasons, including all five as the founder and host of this podcast. Thank you all so much for making Locked on Rangers your first listen every single day. If you're not already, you can follow me on Twitter at Bryce Patrick. You can follow the show at Locked on Rangers. Hit subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform and on YouTube, where the best way you can help grow the show is to comment nearly any single thing below. Now, before we get into this episode, today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today and you'll get $200. In bonus bets If your first bet Of $5 or more wins Visit fanduel.com Slash lockdown To get started Now before We get into this show Any further I Want to announce A partnership With Sports Illustrated Inside the Ranger I'll be partnering With them um, For the foreseeable future Having my episodes On their site And partnering with them uh, Just to kind of Join their staff and help uh, flush things out and help grow the show even, even more to an even bigger audience. So if this is your first time listening from seeing the show on uh, Inside the Rangers, welcome. If you're a longtime listener, this is not going to change all that much of the day-to-day content. It's still going to be bringing podcasts to you five days a week, and uh, looking forward to this partnership. should be a lot of fun. Now, this Rangers team improved so, 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 so much. In 2023, en route to their first ever World Series championship. I mean, just an absolutely massive improvement. 22 wins better in 2023 than in 2022. 35 wins better if you want to include the postseason, which I, I very much do. Because the postseason very much does count. If you want to look at their Pythagorean record uh, improvement, it was only 19 wins better. So, I think that's kind of a place where you have to start from how they got so much better in 2023 than 22 is because they weren't quite as bad as the record indicated in 22. This is the team that had just signed Corey Seeger and Marcus Simeon and John Gray before the 2022 season, and they were in a much better place than 21. 21 was awful. It was a rough, 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 rough season with what seemed like very little hope on the horizon. And in 2022, everyone said, okay, well, here we go. Here's the half-billion-dollar infield. Here is where this team starts to take off. And the team lost 94 games that year, 68-94. And he thought, okay, well, that's not great. Then Chris Young takes over about August. John Daniels is fired. Chris Woodward is fired. And uh, things are clearly going to change. And I think the biggest reason for that change, the first reason – the rangers massive improvement is bruce bocce the bruce Bochi effect is real it is beautiful i have seen it we have all seen it in one year one championship hadn't coached in since 2019 since before the the covid19 pandemic he had not coached a major league baseball team he had not managed a major league baseball team comes out of retirement year one steps into spring training says I think this team is good enough to win it all. And when someone like Bruce Bochy, who already had three rings at that point, already had 25 years of managing Major League Baseball experience, when he steps into spring training day one and says, this team's good enough to frickin' win it all, as a player, how could you not believe him? I mean, I like Chris Woodward as much as the next guy. I thought he was a, a great dude and a decent manager. For the time that the Rangers had him. And he makes sense, made sense for that point. But when you can get a Bruce Bochy, you sure as heck go do it. And Chris Young, by God, did he do it. And by God, did it work. The confidence that this man instilled in this team every single day. Every single day, being the perfect manager for this team. And honestly, probably for any team. I can't think of a single team where he wouldn't be a perfect manager because he is just the perfect modern-day manager. The actual blend of old school and new school, like the Rangers thought they were getting in Jeff Bannister back in the day, uh, which they didn't really get back in the day. Bochi is not only feels like everyone's grandpa, he has that kind of even-keeled mentality, that that same mentality, that, that same approach, that same... Just consistency, which is just the name of the game in baseball, is just being consistent is such an incredibly valuable thing, which is why Marcus Simeon is so incredibly valuable because he's out there doing the same thing every single day and being good every single day. And Bochi, whether this team was coming off a game where they got their butts kicked or where they kicked everyone else's butts or they squeaked out a win or blew a terrible loss, um, a, a late lead, it, it was the same guy day in, day out. and knew how valuable that was to his team not only the veterans but especially the young guys Of just saying hey every day everyone says this every manager says this this is not just a bruce Bochi thing this is just a universal baseball thing of you know we're going to approach every game the same way we're going to take it one day at a time we're going to you know take things as they come every situation we're not going to get ahead of ourselves we're not going to you know get over out over our skis, whether we're up 10 games in the division, down 10 games in the division, like, this is still gonna go about our business exactly the same way every single day. And this man is about that life. He is very much about that mentality. And just getting the vote of confidence from a guy like that, which he gave basically everyone from day one, even all the way down from the Top end of the roster and Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon, down to the bottom of the roster and Travis Jankowski, who you know barely made the 26 man roster on opening day and then earned his way staying there, playing a pivotal part of this team, getting that nod from that guy consistently day in day out and seeing him believe in you, how could you not believe in yourself? I mean, if I had Bruce Bochy listen to my podcast and tell me, "Hey, I'm doing a great job," if he listened to one episode and said that about me, I'd be like, "Oh." Bruce Bochy knows what he's taught. Actually, I wouldn't say that about podcasting specifically because I don't know how many podcasts Bruce Bochi is listening to, but about baseball, about what makes a good baseball player, what makes a good baseball team, Bruce Bochy is the expert around the game. The guy delayed his Hall of Fame clock. Not that he cares one iota about that because he clearly doesn't, but he missed the game and for him to not only like give that vote of confidence to the players in spring training, but just simply signing to be the Rangers manager being sold by Chris young on this team before they had signed all of those pitchers that winter. And I'm saying, yeah, it's been, it's been four years, but I want to come back and I want to come back for this team. Because there's no way in heck that Chris Young was the only person to ever approach, approach Bruce Bochy about coming out of retirement, about coming back to the game, and and saying, "Hey, why don't you want to give it another shot with this team?" And, and there were plenty of other teams that had managerial openings over the years that were, you know, possibly better spots. I, I'd have to imagine that, you know, before before the Padres got Bob Melvin, I'm sure they at least kicked the tires on Bruce Bochy. I mean, you have to, you have to do your due diligence at that point. Um, didn't work out with Bob Melvin and the Padres, but um, I'm, I'm sure if, if Bochi was, was the one who they got, maybe maybe the Padres would have, have won a world series. Um, but they didn't. The Rangers got him and the Rangers helped Bruce Bochi get his fourth world series ring. And, my god having a manager like that in a sport where the coaching is most difficult to quantify its effect it's not like college football or nfl football or the nba or the nhl or whatever whatever other sport it is such a undefinable indescribable kind of impact that you get from a manager it it felt very evident very obvious from the get go from the time that pitchers and catchers reported this time last year, that Bruce Bochy's impact on this team was absolutely substantial and a huge part of why they were so much better last year than they were just the year before. Coming up, we're look at more reasons why this team was so much better and another part of Bruce Bochy's massive, massive influence for after this word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors Every time, or your money back, because with eBay Motors you're burning rubber, not cash. So with all these parts that you and all these parts that you need, and the prices that you want, it is so easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at eBayMotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Locked On has launched the first-ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top stories of the locals experts of Locked On. Plus, our national shows covering every single league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first-ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. Now, this Rangers team improved quite a bit from 2022 to 23, and it seems like having Bruce Bochy around is definitely going to make that stick, not that they're going to improve another 22 wins in 2024. From last year, but eh, it's, it's more on the table than I thought a 22 win improvement was from uh 21 to 22. Now the number two reason this team improves so much and is, I think at least a decent part in, 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 in part to, uh, to Bruce Bochy and his effect. And that's the defensive improvement from 22 to 23. This team went, went from one of the worst defensive teams in all of major league baseball to one of the best. And position player-wise, defensively, there was not a whole lot of different players playing every day at their positions. Jonah Heim was the everyday catcher in 22 and 23. Middle infield was the same. Actually, most of the infield was the same um, outside of third base where Ezekiel Duran played the most games at third base in 22. And Young played the most games at third base in 23. The outfield was was fairly similar. Right field was Adolis Garcia. Center field was mostly uh, Leody Tavares. Um And then 2022 in left field, Bubba Thompson and a smorgasbord of everyone from Brad Miller to Cole Calhoun to Nick Solak to uh, Willie Calhoun to Elia Hernandez, Zach Rex, Stephen Got just a massive platoon of names and in left field in 22, to mostly Travis Jankowski in left field in 23. Also, obviously, a little bit of um, Ezekiel Duran out there, a little bit of Evan Carter at the end. It, it should be mostly a lot of Evan Carter this year. A little bit of Robbie Grossman, which was not exactly a defensive improvement, but for the most part, it was the same guys out there every single day, and massive improvements by, by these couple of guys I think made the biggest difference in the world. Corey Seager was massively better defensively in 23 than he was in 22. Which was not what I expected at all. I did not expect a better defensive value from Seager in the year where the shift was being severely limited, if not entirely banned. He was have to, having to have more range at shortstop, which a guy who's 6'5 is not exactly shortstop you know, size, but part of the insane value of Corey Seager, why he is worth the $325 million that the Rangers will be paying him over the course of a decade, is because he's not only one of the best players on earth, one of the best hitters on earth, he is also a shortstop. And he is by far the best hitting shortstop in all of baseball, full stop, not anywhere close is whoever second place is, which... I don't even want to think about who that is because it doesn't matter because they're so insanely far behind Corey Seager that the argument is not which shortstop is the best hitter. It's Corey Seager. It's is Corey Seager the best hitter on the planet, which I'm inclined to say probably. Yeah, but it's very much a debate between him and like five other guys. But Seager's defensive improvements were Astonishing. I mean, from his runs from fielding, which is a metric that kind of a catch-all metric from baseball reference um, that I feel like does a good job of incorporating all the different advanced metrics of, of range, you know, your throwing arm, all kinds of different things. Seager went from a runs from fielding of negative four in 2022 to a plus five in 23. That is an insane level of improvement. His defensive war, according to baseball reference, went from 0.4 to 1.2. So three times better in one year of improvement. That is a huge, huge reason why this team got better. And, I mean, Seager's improvement was was not necessarily expected. He was never expected to be a great defensive shortstop. Obviously, it's mostly because he can hit the crap out of baseballs as a shortstop. That is why he keeps playing there. But Nathaniel Lowe... Winning a Gold Glove, and not only of them finally awarding a Gold Glove to the right person for feels like the first time in forever, but the numbers behind it are are massive. I mean his his runs from fielding Nathaniel Lowe in twenty twenty two was negative nine. Negative nine, the Rangers were nine runs worse because just for the course of the full season, just from his defense at first base alone, and he saw that and he knew that he was absolutely terrible defensively. And he proved that all the way to plus three. That is a jump of 12 runs of defensive improvement just from Nathaniel Lowe's defense. Also, his defensive war was negative 1.9, according to baseball reference, in 22. And still negative, but negative 0.4. So one and a half war improvement. But I think the stat that really caught my eye the most was his outs above average, which, again, is kind of a general uh, term from From Baseball Savant that measures the range and just overall defensive value. He was, Nathaniel Lowe was in the second percentile of Major League Baseball, the bottom 2% of baseball in terms of being a fielder and his outs above average last year, or in 2022. And in 23, he was in the 87th percentile he jumped up 85% from one of the 2% of the worst to one of the 13% of the best. That is just an absolutely insane level of improvement. Not to mention just the defensive improvement from Jankowski out there so much in left field from Adolis Garcia improving a bit defensively in 23. I thought that he was fine enough to win a goal Glove be considered for it in 22, but he was more consistent this year. Lily Tavares improved quite a bit in center field as well, making some fantastic plays out there and obviously second base and catcher both of those positions were both elite defensively in 22 and 23 and Josh Young coming in his rookie year and being very very good with the glove which is not what anyone outside of maybe even Josh Smith or Josh Young didn't didn't anticipate that kind of defensive impact from his rookie year but he brought it and this team brought it defensively And I think maybe part of it was just the buy in from Boji from day one of like, we're going to do these basic things right. Part of it is they were winning more games. And so I think it's a lot easier to buy in defensively when, oh, if I make an error and we're already losing by, you know, 10 runs in 2022 to in 23, when you're competing for the division, you're trying to, you know, make the playoffs for the first time since then six years. Every run really, every play does count. Every little you know, step every decision out there in the field matters a whole lot more than it does in a season where you're clearly not winning games. So I think that defense improvement was a huge, huge reason why this team got so much better so quickly in 2023. Coming up the final three reasons why this team improved so much and why it is absolutely going to stick. And this team is still going to be very, very good in 2024, right after this word from our sponsors. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. There are all kinds of different bets you can make on this year's Super Bowl on FanDuel. If you want to bet on the Super Bowl MVP, if you wanted to bet on who scores the first touchdown, if you wanted to bet on who wins the game, or even if you're looking at something besides the Super Bowl, if you're looking at some futures for MLB, if you're looking at who's going to win the AL MVP this year, if you want to bet... Put some money on Corey Seager taking home his first-ever MVP trophy. Go to FanDuel.com. New customers today, you'll join, and you get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official support partner of the NFL. Shout out to the Everydayers for making Lockdown Rangers your first listen every single day. On tomorrow, show, will be back and talk about the teams in the AL that scare me the most about taking the Rangers' AL crown uh, and helping them, or would be hurting them, I guess, from repeating as champions of the AL, and I guess by by that standard also of Major League Baseball in general. Now, number three reason why this team improved so much so quickly from 22 to 23 is the rotation. This is almost assuredly the biggest reason why this team improved so much. Obviously, all of these have a a very important part to play. Every single bit helped. Every single one of these five reasons is, is why they jumped up so quickly. But this was the real reason in my in my opinion of, of why it happened so fast and and why it was it's going to stick. It's because the Rangers got about a billion pitchers and their rotation in 2022 was frankly terrible. Martin Perez was amazing. John Gray had some flashes where he was pretty good. Uh, Dane Dunning saved this team from having to throw a lot more than um, a lot more guys who weren't ready for the big leagues than they did. Glenn Otto kind of helped do the same thing. But from the end of the season in 2022 to midseason till the trade deadline, I should say, of 2023, these are all the starting pitchers that they added. Martin Perez, Jaco Rizzi Jacob de Andrew Heaney, Nathan Ivaldi, Max Scherzer, and Jordan Montgomery. That is seven starting pitchers added in a nine-month span. nine month span. Ten? It basically nine month span. The Rangers added seven starting pitchers. They only had two on their roster that were capable in in John Gray and Dane Dunning. But they added seven. I know Martin Perez was just bringing him back. But seven starting pitchers. And most of them were pretty darn good. And a lot of them got hurt. And that's why you add a bazillion starting pitchers. Because the Rangers had two and a half to three starting pitchers. By the end of that season, of all of those pitchers that they added on, they only had just a few. Just Nathan Eovaldi, Jordan Montgomery, um, kind of John Gray. Andrew Heaney, kind of Dane Dunning, of guys who were capable of starting a playoff game and making an impact. That's why you get so many of them, and that's why I'm really hoping the Rangers will sign Jordan Montgomery back, or just somebody, because pitcher injuries happen quite a bit, as we've already seen this offseason, Max Scherzer's injury. Um, yeah, hoping that the Rangers can add to their rotation before spring training, but that is a big reason why they still have a decent amount of depth especially with the three guys that are coming back in the second half, hopefully coming back fully healthy and on schedule in DeGrom, Scherzer, and Malley. But adding seven starting pitchers in a nine-month span is a pretty good way to improve your team significantly, especially if the rotation was quite terrible the year before. Number four reason is Corey Seager's insane improvement. Now, he was a victim of the shift probably the number one victim of the shift in 2022 and probably the happiest person that the shift was gone in 2023. Now that does not explain a nearly 300 point jump in his OPS. That it doesn't quite 250 ish two 240. whatever. I'm not doing that math. 241 points. Yeah, there you go. I did that math. 241 point jump from his OPS in 22 to 23. Same amount of home runs, 18 more doubles. And uh, I guess one fewer triple in, what, 20 fewer games? 23, 22, however many. Significantly fewer games than he played in 2022. Because the guy was just the best hitter in baseball for the vast majority of the season. Outside of Ronald Acuna Jr., I would say that Corey Seager was pretty comfortably the second best hitter in baseball for last year. He was insane. He was so much better. And... Because he had one kind of mediocre season in 22, where he still did hit a career-high 33 home runs and a seven seventy two OPS, a one seventeen OPS plus, that's not terrible. And he was an all-star that year. But everyone thought, oh, wow, I forgot that Corey Seager... Actually, Corey is just bad now. He's just bad. Like he hadn't had a, a career OPS plus of one thirty four at that point. They just forgot that Corey Seager's is amazing. And Corey Seager remembered, Oh, I'm freaking amazing. And then he was. And that's kind of helpful when you have a guy who was a fringe all-star and goes to number two in MVP voting. That'll help you win a few more games from year to year. Granted, there were a few other guys who made massive improvements offensively. Um, I-, I think mainly Adoles Garcia was the other guy offensively that had the most improvement. Marcus Simeon's numbers overall aren't that crazy different, but the consistency of not having a horrendous first like two months of the season kind of uh, <laughs> kind of helped that just a little bit. It was about a 100-ish point swing in his OPS, um, which if you look in the second half of what Marcus Simeon was doing, he was basically doing just Marcus Simeon things. It just took a little while for him to get going, get comfortable in a new place. But the rest of this lineup was pretty darn good as well. But Corey Seager's improvements from 22 to 23 – Just absolutely insane part of how good, insane jump. And something that I think, while he might not have a you know 1,030 OPS or whatever it actually was, um, excuse me, 1,013 OPS um, and a 6.9 war season in 24, there's no reason to think Corey Seager is going to stop being amazing at hitting baseballs very hard and being the best shortstop in baseball anytime soon. Now, the number five reason why the Rangers improved so much from 22 to 23 is the youth movement. Now, it was mainly the improvement from these young guys, the depth of this team, and part of the youth movement improvement was also having the prospects to go out at midseason and go get a Jordan Montgomery, to go get a, uh, a Raldis Chapman, to go get a Max Scherzer. Having the depth of that farm and, and using it and those guys having big seasons on the farm, Luis and Helacuna, specifically the way that he improved basically from 22 to 23. He was still having a solid season in 22, but really adding on that in 23, which made it to the point where the Rangers could go get a Max Scherzer just for him alone and also get $30 million or so from the New York Mets to take their ace and future Hall of Famer and three times so young winner. And also the improvements from TK Roby and from Thomas to JC to be able to be good enough to entice the St. Louis Cardinals to part with Jordan Montgomery, the World Series champion, World Series hero, hopefully 2024 Texas Ranger. But also the massive improvements from Leo Tavares from 22 to 23 and from Ezekiel Duran, who stepped up massively when Corey Seager went down due due to injury. And also, Josh Young, all-star starting third baseman for the American League as a rookie, somehow finished fourth in AL Rookie of the Year voting. And, oh yeah, one one last young guy who made a little bit of an impact, a guy named Evan Carter, who was absolutely sensational in his 23 regular season games and his several postseason games where he hit third on a World Series champion Texas Rangers team as a freshly turned 21 year old. The youth movement of this team was absolutely massive. The impact of the little savior, Evan Carter coming in and just giving this team a little bit of new life, right? When it felt like all hope was lost. Not that he fixed everything with this team. Not that he's the only reason why they found a second wind in the postseason. It's definitely not the only reason. I think all five of these things were, were big reasons why once it got time to the playoffs, this team was able to shake off, That uh, dreadful end of the season, fly all the way over Arlington from Seattle to Tampa, go undefeated in their first seven playoff games, win the AL, win the World Series, and have that massive, massive improvement. All five of these different things played a big factor. And all five of these things are going to be still affecting this team in 24. They're not things that are just going away. Granted, the rotation isn't quite as deep as in 23 until hopefully those reinforcements get back, depending on if Monte comes back or no. Um, But at this point, he is not, and I'm going to start to lean more towards it's not happening than it is. But Corey Seager is still going to be amazing. This defense is only going to get better by adding Evan Carter every day in left field and hopefully some more improvements defensively from Josh Young, which he's continued to improve defensively maybe a little bit of improvement defensively from Leo Tavares in center field of just that level of consistency that we haven't quite seen. We've seen him make the amazing play. We've seen him make the spectacular play. We've seen him rob a home run from here on Alvarez in the ALCS, which was freaking amazing. Um, but just a little bit more consistency in the easier plays of making those that can level this defense up even more. And Bruce Bochy is still going to be here. And that winning team culture that it, it took a while for those big money veterans to kind of establish on this team and in this clubhouse. It didn't just happen the second those guys signed Of Oh, okay. We're going to start winning now. We're going to turn around a, a team that's been mid to terrible since 2016. And we're just going to fix it overnight. It takes time. It takes time for hitters to trust that new hitting coaching staff that was implemented back in 2022 in uh, Donnie Ecker and Tim Hires. It took a while for those guys to kind of, their changes of approach for some of these hitters that were a little more raw and unrefined, like Edole Garcia, um, like Leo Tavares, like just getting the most out of these guys who were kind of on the fringes and also get the most out of their superstars. I mean, I know Corey Seager does a lot of his own research, has his own hitting coach and, and a lot of, of work on his own. But having that hidden coaching staff is, I'm, I'm not saying that they're a hundred percent of the reason why Seager got so much better, but they're definitely not a, a small part in it. They definitely helped him out of, you know, making sure that those, those changes and those tweaks that he made from year over year stuck. And this team is not going anywhere. This team is only getting better. Hopefully they can have some more youth movement in a combination of white Langford or, Justin Foskew, or just the other young guys who are no longer rookies in Leote and Josh Young, can step forward. And maybe we can see. I don't think we're going to have the same level of success that we're going to see from Evan Carter that he had in the final 20 games of the season and the postseason. But he's still going to be a really darn good player, a really consistent player. And this team is just, man. The sky is a limit for them. They've already won a championship in year one of the window actually being open. Actually, year negative like negative one, because the window wasn't supposed to be open until this year. They've already won a ring. They're playing with house money, and the improvements from 22 to 23 are definitely here to stick, just like the World Series champion, Texas Rangers. That's going to do it for today's show. Thank you all so much for listening and subscribing, and until next time, don't forget to enjoy World Series champion Texas Rangers baseball.